Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor, but more importantly, back for the first time in a while, it's finally time for Money in the Freaking Brank. How are you, Frank? How are things? How did baseball season wrap up? Let's, I guess, we'll touch on that for half a second. Baseball sucked. (laughs) <laughs> well, you, you, didn't, you didn't go like eight and two in the playoffs like you didn't uh, tail all of andy's picks i was gonna bet the playoffs and then i was like oh, i hate baseball and then i was like i don't i'm gonna watch playoff games so i watched the playing games and i was like i'm good i had enough of this for the for the year we're gonna have to clip I, you I saying enjoyed. i hate baseball i think that's yeah. that's a good one i don't but i do yeah one of those things i mean after after like 2500 games looking at starting pitching for like 2,500 games. It's, it's enough. Like I get where you're at. And and we talk about this, like playoff series. It's not like you're going to have big fluctuations in the price. It's like, Oh, like it's the pitchers that we've seen pitch 30 times out this year. Plus the two teams that played each other yesterday. So it will be the same total. Plus these idiots, like it just pull pitchers in the third inning and then just makes me sad. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah. As if there's not enough randomness in that stupid sport. I guess I, I enjoyed, and yeah, we we will get to some Mitch Keller yet. Don't worry about that. But I, I enjoyed today. So I enjoyed, yeah, producer Dan is a very fatalist Braves fan, so like he was just convinced they were going to lose every series. So that was it was fun to watch him sweat that. And I was like, I just bet the Braves a bunch. I bet some Braves overs. What was my one prop? Like the one day I I had to come up with a baseball bet. I really needed to fill a segment. I ended up doing like a hits plus RBIs matchup. Between Austin yes. Riley and somebody on the Houston Astros, I can't. I mean, Correa, maybe, maybe. and uh, maybe Altuve. I think I was cheering against him one day, but either way, yeah, my baseball was completely random, and that's why it won. Yeah, it was Altuve. That uh, you know, when you when you just take a sample size of ten, sometimes you win, and that's uh, that's kind of how I got hot in World Cup too, or whatever it was, Euros. What do we do over the summer? Either way, Frank's here. Frank, what are you betting these days? Just basketball, so. Cultural Bowl. Cultural has been really good to me this year. Pretty much. I mean, it's pretty easy, to be honest. It's college sports are easy in general. There's just not a lot of liquidity there. NBA has been good. I mean, anyone that's kind of jumped on this underway, um, probably pretty profitable so far this year. Yeah, the unders, I think, are still like hovering right around 60%. I think it got as high as 64% to start the year. But if you look at it over like I think the last like five or six days, the average closing totals are finally getting close to the average actual totals. So th- things have leveled out a bit. And I was actually curious, I mean, do you look at kind of the NBA closing lines and the markets? And what did you think of today's totals? I think today looked especially low. Yeah, I, I, I've definitely been on more overs than unders probably the last three, four days, I, I would say. And this tends to happen, right? They start to go in the in a little bit of the wrong direction. Uh, but I, I think this is sort of a team-specific thing. I mean, we've seen the effects on James Harden um, and a number of teams w- with the fouls issue. Some teams just don't – it doesn't matter, right? Like, it, it hasn't affected them as much. Now, it, I think it matters a little bit to everyone, but it hasn't affected them too much uh, that much. So when we see certain teams kind of move down like this six-point difference uh, that we've seen so far in the NBA – Maybe some teams not really that affected as some of the other teams have been uh, in, in that regard. So I do think that there's certain teams I've been riding sort of 76ers unders with limited success along the way. Uh, but I do think now there's probably some opportunities to come back on some overs. And the other thing, too, is, you know, not to come back to baseball because I hate baseball, as we said, uh, yes. teams start to figure it out. Right. When the spin rates went away, <laughs> they came back. 
you know, over a month's time. So teams will start to figure out how to back, how to get back to the free throw line or just make more shots because they're not attempting to get to the free throw line as much. So, you know, water will find its level, I think. But I, I agree with you. I, I, I think there were certain numbers uh, today that were particularly low uh, for some of the teams. Now, that may be a little misgiving, knowing what kind of picks we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But, yeah, I think it was a combination. You had the foul changes. You had crowds coming back in. And just as yeah. things started to normalize for that, we had a really rough early wave of injuries. And like you said, water finds its level. And I think we've seen a lot of that here. So hopefully things have stabilized and we'll start getting some points back here. But uh, did you have something, Andy? I saw you uh, perk it up. There. Yeah, well, oh, you, you guys went with water finds its level instead of life finds a way, like the Jurassic Park. Jeff, I would have gone with that one. It's classic. More, chaos, you know, I'm not chaos. that into living recently. Water, water does find its level. Been doing more Bruce Lee stuff lately. Sorry. Be be water, guys. All right, Frank. Well, give me something to bet on football, just because I can see it queued up here, and I have that. I had that up first, and then we just jumped right to the NBA, my favorite league. <laughs> uh, yeah, my bet today, as I've sort of talked through this a uh, little bit more. This Clemson under uh, against uh, Wake Forest here. Clemson, hilariously, uh, a four or four and a half point favorite in this game. Uh, and rightfully so, Clemson or Wake Forest looking at the number 10 college uh, football rankings committee uh, spot here is just hilarious and being, you know, marginally worse than Clemson, who has had a pretty bad year. Uh, I think the number's about right. I made the game like five, uh, but at, at 56, we haven't seen a Clemson total eclipse 54 this year. I don't really see this one happening. We've seen one quarterback, uh, shout out Pitt, uh, Kenny Pickett being the guy who has sort of taken the top off the Clemson defense. He's the only one. Uh, Sam Hartman has been very good. He takes a ton of shots. He, he gains a ton of yards, but he's not going to be able to do that. He just doesn't have the talent level to sort of exploit this Clemson defense just like nobody else has. Uh, and we haven't seen a total get this high. Clemson since the Pitt loss, which was really terrible. I mean, they, they, they realistically should have been on the floor in that game. Uh, they had a shuffle pass pick six. Never seen that before. Uh, shuffle pass pick six in that game. And they ended up losing by 10. And they dropped uh, multiple touchdowns. They had two touchdown passes or, or plays that would have been down towards the goal line with nobody around the guy uh, that were dropped. Since then, they've been very conservative on offense. They're kind of letting uh, DJ dink and dunk and just not making the game too difficult for him, which is something they should have done from the beginning because they haven't been successful on offense all year. But they sort of figured it out. They've sort of subscribed to this like Texas A&M, Oklahoma State style of football where let's win 20 to 17, right? Like let's just dunk this game up. Uh, our defense is good enough to get stops at the end of the game. And like I said, I just don't see how Sam Hartman takes the top off this Clemson defense when we've seen one quarterback do that. And even though I said that, they only gained five yards per play in that game, which, you know, in the college game to have a lot of success, you typically will see, you know, upwards of eight or nine yards uh, per play and, and Pitt just had the ball the whole time so I, I don't even know that they were incredibly successful against Clemson they just ran a ton more plays than they did yeah I kind of just don't I'm just gonna bet it you didn't have to talk me into it I appreciate the analysis I, <laughs> well, I, I I'm just stuck on the 10 spot I forget I mentioned this to Dan last night and said I regaled you with my tales of Buffalo Wild Wings off the air the fact that I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings last night giving you free sponsorship to them I guess um, I was forced to watch the college football playoff announcement countdown show. I didn't realize like they take a full half hour to do that. I was, oh, yeah. kind of, I was complaining about that to Dan and it just, and I kind of had thought about that a little. I'm like, Oh, Wake Forest, like good for them. But now that you mention it, like that's kind of fucked that they're 10. Like they're not that oh, yeah. good. They're not the 10th no. best team in the country. Right. And no. you know, the, 
the arguments the Twitter sphere has about, you know, oh, Cincinnati this and Alabama that and all this, like, really, when it comes down to it, the fact that the 10th best team in the country, according to this, is a, is an underdog to a team that is clearly not ranked at all in this, kind of makes me think you should just take, like, you know, whoever's setting the power rank, you know, you'd have to throw out, like, DraftKings and whatever, or maybe go to whoever their line provider is in Europe get their power rankings but like pick like six vegas bookmakers and some line shop line providers from whoever's giving some of the legal books their numbers mash all the power numbers together for betting and that's your college football playoff like that's the most fair way that's the market like i should, well, should trust yeah, the market I, over everything i mean we have to have resume that matters i just i i and i've talked we talked about this this morning with austin uh we did our college football show that we do on wednesdays and I like talked myself in halfway through that show. They're like, we need to reduce resume and increase like actual talent. You know, I, I think they sort of do eventually sort of run together, but a team like Clemson not even being ranked despite being, you know, they're seven and three uh, and probably going to be eight and three after this game. And I'm looking at teams like Baylor at 11th at eight and two with a worse schedule and, and BYU eight and two at 14. And I'm looking at this Clemson team that lost on a pick six to Georgia they lost in overtime to NC State on the road and just like sort of a weird game. And NC State's kind of decent. And then they lost a pit in a game they should have been up. Like they could easily, easily have one loss this year, right? Having They could have beaten Georgia the first game of the season. And the first games of this season were kind of wonky for everybody. But I, I'm, I'm not saying that they, like, they're some great team, but they're top 15, top 18 team in the country. And, and we're getting Wake Forest as a decent-sized dog. Granted, on the road, but still a decent-sized dog. Um which would suggest that they're at least what two points, two and a half points worse uh, than Clemson uh, on a neutral field in their 10th at nine and one. And they've played nobody. They were dogs to UNC. Like, I, I just don't, I don't really understand uh, why we're not sort of, if only there was a computer system, maybe we could call it like the BCF <laughs> or something that could figure this don't, thing I mean, out. Don't, don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. It sounds yeah, like my argument when I try to talk people into going back to cable because I'm sick of all these different apps to watch TV. But it does feel like, I mean, at the end of the day, the point of, it's to drive conversation. That's what people are talking about. And, and unfortunately, when you have everybody talking about stuff, you get a lot of kind of big arguments that, that avoid context and stuff. But it seems like they've done a pretty good job. I asked somebody this a week or so ago, some college football people, can you think of any team that made the Final Four that shouldn't have or if we had a national champion since they made this this change that shouldn't have been the national champion kind of Michigan stuff. Michigan State that one year. Remember the Michigan State team? And it sucks. Like, they were a really good team. It just sometimes the top two teams or the top one team is just so much better. And it, it, makes, yeah. it makes it hard because you get these embarrassing semifinals. And then it's like, eh, you know, that team just was maybe the fourth best team. That sucks. Yeah, and he, I'm even looking at a team like Notre Dame, who's nine and one, and yeah, they their one loss was the Cincinnati when Jack Cohn was hurt and the backup was hurt, so they are on their third string quarterback, and they all like sort of played in the game. It was a very strange game, and Cincinnati won that game, and now they're getting a ton of credit for beating. Uh, you know, I, I think Cincinnati's good. I, I'm not necessarily Cincinnati doubter as much as a lot of people are, but I think Notre Dame's a better team, and like I'm, I'm look, they have one of the toughest schedules in the country. Pe that people always dog them for their schedule. So I think there's perception out there that Notre Dame has some terrible schedule. Their, their schedule is actually kind of decent, uh, especially when you con consider the Cincinnati. And the Cincinnati loss came when they they were down two quarterbacks. I, I you know, I'm looking at a team like that, and uh, you know, compared to like here's a good example, like Oklahoma State is nine and one. 
Oklahoma State with Spencer Sanders quarterback, he's like, he has to be the worst quarterback I've seen on a top 10 team, like ever. Like he's absolutely horrendous. And they're ninth and they have a good defense, but like no one would make Oklahoma State any like better than any of the teams surrounding them, right? Because they have no quarterback. And I, I just, I think there needs to be more input from an analytical side instead of like Archie Manning and Condoleezza Rice just like deciding for us who's going to make the playoff. Now, have there been teams that have, I, like the one year I, I, I could have made a case for that TCU team and when Ohio State got in, but then Ohio State won the, 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 the playoff. So, yeah, I don't want to draw bias from two games, but they did end up winning. Uh, but it, this whole thing, and I, I think it comes back to the Buffalo Wild Wings or, or Wild Wings situation. <laughs> where it, it's a show for money right it's just like yeah yeah it's on, prime time on, a, on a tuesday yeah i think Wait ohio state's the third best team in the country but if they lose one of these games they're not going to make it and, and a team like michigan state if they win this week uh now they're 20 point dogs so ohio state but if they win this week by some sheer chance of luck they're going to get in and they're like the 25th best team in the country. Like they're not, they're 20 point dogs. Like there's no, yeah, I, know. <clears throat> I was just pulling up. I, I have someone's, I have access to a uh, Google sheet where someone who keeps incredibly sharp college football power rankings has his updated numbers and, or hers. I don't know. This could be anyone. I won't say, but um, yeah, the, I mean, and they have, they have Cincinnati and Notre Dame, essentially a pick them. They have yeah. Wake Forest as the 25th best team down, yeah. the, down the, I mean, I mean, a lot of this stuff does make sense uh, logically if you look at it from the betting market, but yeah, like I think Frank in a roundabout way got to the right answer. It's about the money. And that's why I'm excited. I said this to Dan off the air. I'm excited for two lost Bama to get in over like an undefeated Cincinnati just to watch Twitter, like burn. And there's, there, I mean, there's like 10 situations. So I think almost any situation at this point, Twitter will just freak out either way. And it's, it's fun that we're freaking out over rankings in November, because again, these don't matter. These are just like, you know, they, they switch, you know, everyone's like, they're saying this because if this happens, like kind of, but they can just change their mind. It doesn't matter. There's no like algorithm to this. It's essentially opinions at this point. So, and, and they always try to set it up for like the upcoming games like when they had oklahoma down in eighth now oklahoma lost last week but when they had them down in eighth they had three tough games coming up and if they had one out they would have jumped all these teams right they would have been undefeated they played a bad schedule up until that point so they, like i think people don't realize that they sort of set these things up like the way these are sitting right now they're telling oregon win out and you're in because you beat ohio state even though they also they have the best win in the country but also maybe the worst loss but they're saying, well, if we're putting Ohio State in. We have to put Oregon in because they're they beat they beat Ohio State head to head, right? And they each have one loss. So they they set these things up so that, uh, you know, I, I think that if Alabama loses to Georgia close, I think they are going to get in. And this is where we need to use our sort of like you're saying our analytics and our our power ratings and smarter people than than you or I to to like set this thing up instead of like, you know, just some random resume like uh, analysis on you know uh, of these like handful of people that are making these rankings I, I think we could put a lot of smart people in a room and make a computer system that picks these better one well, and really like i'm looking at it now again i'm looking at these same power rankings thing is you know you want competitive semifinals at this point like the there's a 15 point gap between the first and fifth teams so even and just this is one set of power rankings that said that the fourth team ranked in this would be a 11 point dog to Georgia right now. 
So, I mean, it's still it's still an over over one score. It's not like you're going to get a bunch of pick'ems if you have the top four teams. You still have really good teams. And we did stretch yep. this out a little because Frank. It says Frank's NBA on there. Frank just gave us a stale NBA number and and then backed out. He's like, "Oh shit, never mind. This, this moved like four <laughs> points." So, if you think you're getting a pick from Frank for the NBA, you are dead wrong. Yeah, this stupid Pistons game, man. I I played to eleven and a half played this under as we were just talking about how the overs have some value. I played that under and now it's like something ridiculously low. I, I you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, I've got a derivative there. I, I went and we'll talk about that in a second. I went with a team total under instead, but I think you're right there as much as it does look like it's time for overs to pop. I wonder if we just kind of settled at what total should actually look like versus them finally looking to be a little too low. It just, you know, yeah. I wonder if we've actually hit the floor or we're just kind of steadying out before the next drop after a round of injuries or something. Yeah, are you which team total are you playing? Pistons. Yeah. Under, I suppose. Yeah, it was I think I got uh like 102, 103, 104, I don't really know. That's I mean, what Pistons. I, I think it was under 102 and a half is is what I ended up grabbing, but I mean, they've barely scored 100 points in, in most of their games this year, so yeah. even if it's moved a little bit out, I still don't mind that. In the last few nights, the last couple of games they scored, they shot like 55% or something and it's like that's not going to continue to happen with the worst team in the NBA. So no, whatever. So, all right, Frank. Any final thoughts before we let you go? Finish your lunch. You got a golf pick or anything? Oh, you know who I anything? did. You know who I did take. You'll be Give proud. Me of one me. golf bet. Hudson Swafford, one forty to one. I took him in Georgia. He hasn't played particularly great at this RSM Classic, but University did you, did of Georgia. Did you see my DFS lineup I sent? Yeah, it's perfect. Absolutely, Keith Mitchell, Harris English, Hudson. Swafford, every every single person on that DFS lineup claims permanent residence on sea island <laughs> those are all locals and now Harris is, was pulled out though didn't he did he i don't i didn't I, yeah i think he did he ruined it so. that's all what right. Danny told what, me yesterday i'm i'm adding hudson swafford to the official card you have to bet him yeah you, ha- you yeah. have to bet him i'll go find a big number on him he essentially he just looks like harris english he's the same person keith mitchell too they're all the same guy. Have we ever seen Harris English and Hudson Swafford in the same place? Because I haven't. You never really. Maybe we're getting <laughs> Harris yeah, English. They, I mean, Frank, they play at the same tournaments all the time. So have yeah, you seen them though? Do. Are you sure? No, they, they haven't. Been, they haven't been matched up. So maybe Harris English right, just plays two rounds and he plays one really shitty one, and that's it's Hudson oh, Swafford. Then. This is like a uh, God. What's the magic movie? The the prestige. The prestige. This is a real prestige situation right now. God damn it, Frank. You got me all off kilter. I got a meeting <laughs> at noon. All right. Frank, that's the at real Frank Brank on Twitter. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for the pick. You gave me two. I didn't even know we were getting a golf one. Appreciate it. We'll have you on again. I miss I miss all talking right. to you. All, all right. right. Thanks, man. See you guys. Thanks. See you, Frank. Oh, um, got you all, all right, off kilter. I'm not thinking go, about go. the twins thing and tennis. Anyway, we got to get you to your golf meeting at 12. NBA, um, already mentioned the Pistons team total at 102.5. It just, again, that number I have, the Pistons scoring about 99 points tonight. 102.5 looks good. If it's 101.5, I honestly think that looks fine too. You know, I had them at 99, and I honestly tweaked it up a little bit. You know, they came at closer to 98. So 101.5 looks okay there. Another team total under here, the Rockets. Again, as I start to look at some of these games, it's hard for me to put a finger on kind of what 
you know, the overall total is going to look like, you know, the Rockets are playing the Thunder tonight. The Thunder have been playing very well. Hard to figure out if, you know, what we've seen the last week or so from the Thunder is is real or are they just going to kind of go back to being what we expect them to be, you know, one of the worst teams in the league that just kind of had a hot week. So instead of trying to figure out what the Thunder are going to do, I'm pretty sure the Rockets are going to struggle to score, you know, even again, 101 points, let alone 104, 105 that we'll need to get over that total. So glad to grab that one. But I did finally get an over here, Andy. It's finally overtime. Um, the Nets are playing um, tonight after that loss. Unfortunately, couldn't cover for us, and things got pretty ugly. Just a really poor shooting night for them. They visit the Cleveland Cavaliers in a spot that could you know, easily be a good place for them to get things back together here, put up kind of a big number. Uh, the Cavaliers on the other side, no Jared Allen, no Evan Mobley. I think the defense for the Cavaliers is going to be suspect at the very least here. So nice spot here for overs. Thought about maybe a Nets team total over, but like the over, was able to grab 206 and a half. It's starting to tick up a little bit. I would play this 207, maybe a little lesser stake at 208. Um, there is a potential chance that Kevin Durant or James Harden sits out tonight. Again, they've played just a bunch of games. You know, Kevin Durant dealing with a little soreness. If Durant is out, I generally don't mind. Um, he kind of slows the pace down a little bit, and I think we'll be fine. You know, it's just such a low number. And although we went under a low number yesterday, we'll go over a low number today. And then a couple of first quarters, the Bulls' first quarter here and the Blazers. You know, again, I have them short favorites here on the road. Uh, Chicago has been great um, in the first quarter this year. The Lakers first quarter plus three and a half. I know it's tough to back the Lakers here, but they've actually been good starters here, despite how poor finishers they've been. And three and a half points is just too many against a Milwaukee team that I think is still trying to get comfortable with all its starting pieces coming back. So a bundle of NBA picks there, Andy. What do you got for us golf-wise? Yeah, and you know, you you focused on the negative yesterday. 76ers first quarter plus three and a half was a cash. That was a winner. If you bet the 76ers, if you bet the 76ers first half, if you bet the team totals, if you bet the first half team total, if you bet the 76ers any which way except for the first quarter, you were a loser. You found you found that diamond in the in the pile of <laughs> Philadelphia poop yesterday. Because they were bad the rest of the game. Like, they bad. start well. Doc gets them going, but at some point the legs are tired and the bench is short. You know, it's so, they need their center. Get well, Joel Embiid. Get I well. appreciate a good uh, a good derivative. So, all right, a couple golf classic RSM classic head to head bets. Webb Simpson over, and I'm going to do dogs again. Eh, even though this, you know, Luke List is a favorite, I'm laying it, but I'm getting a dog price. I guess is what I mean to say. Webb Simpson over Scotty Scheffler. Yes, Scotty Scheffler has been hot, hot, hot. But I have again, I'm going a little more long term form in this, and I still would have Webb Simpson is a mild favorite here and I'm getting plus 109. If you shop around, there's some 105s, 107s. Best number I found was, uh, I think, Chris. So plus 109 on that, just based on, I think, this to be much more of a coin flip, kind of fading the hot hand there. And Luke List, my favorite guy to watch putt because it's just some, I guess I'm a masochist in that way. But Luke List minus one and a half strokes over Adam Long. Adam Long stinks. And he has gotten his last three times out, 11th, 22nd, and 25th. Again, kind of a hot hand fade, I guess. He's not that good. He missed 17 cuts 
last calendar year. And I know we do a wraparound season and, you know, technically we're in the 2022 season, but I look at it from a calendar standpoint. And in the year of our Lord, 2021, he has missed 17 cuts. Ed Malong has not played good golf this week, this year. He's just uh, had a couple nice uh, outputs, I guess, in the last few weeks here. So Luke list over him, I have this quite a big difference. I'd, I'd, I'd lay two and a half strokes if they let me. That's just not something you see that often. I was so, Tony Book used to have that once in a while, and they'd do some matchups with some real big favorite. They'd be like three and a half strokes or something ridiculous. But just those two, taking it pretty easy on golf, and we'll close things up with some tennis. Indeed, a bunch of tennis. You know, I, I think we're starting to slow down a little bit, but a bunch stuck out to me today. We actually have a pick in the WTA final. This is the final of the finals. Um, Annette Contevate has just been tearing through the last month of the season here. She faces Garbina Muguruza today. Was able to get minus two and a half at um, even odds. Uh, really like that. Minus two at normal juice is fine. You could play the money line if it's, you know, 150 or better there, but um, just seems like a really nice spot for her. She's played well this week. I think we're getting some value because she lost to Muguruza a few days ago, but if you look at the context, it's a match she really didn't have to win. You go back and watch, you know, played well, tried her best, but, you know, I really don't think was looking to bring her best tennis and really try to fight back. Muguruza taking advantage of, again, a match Contivate didn't have to win, so I think she'll be just fine here in the final uh love the way she's playing happy to lay two and a half games with her and then three dogs here in the uh, clay tournament montevideo and down in uruguay again we're on clay here to finish up the season but um we'll start with um uh Sepi, Oof, i'm sorry that's, yeah. a, that's a name well i know or much or i'm trying to remember who I actually had first of all i had to pull it back up i forget how i organized them but um or Michea there at plus 110 she plays emiliana arango um just kind of a numbers play for me. You know, I look at the way both of them have been playing Arango, you know, maybe a little bit better over the last couple of weeks, but like the way Ormachea played uh, when we had her earlier in the week in her first match, I have her as a favorite here. So, you know, plus anything looks good to me here. Um, Veronica Seppi, Roy, the older player, kind of an up and down year for her, uh, probably more on her way out than anything else. But, you know, as plus 150 here, I have her closer kind of plus 110, plus 115. It, you know, it makes sense to me that the younger player Perry here uh, would be a favorite, but we saw Roy beat her last week in two sets pretty comfortably, and, and not, I'm not seeing an adjustment here, oddly enough. So happy to take her again this week in a number, again, you know, looking at the past week, looking at my numbers, and then another big underdog, which again, kind of a numbers play here. I, I can't tell you too much really about uh, Maria Lords Carl. Carl, um, but know that she's playing uh, Cassin Seva, a, a young woman who, you know, is basically on a two-week win streak here, and I think it's just kind of gotten above a little bit her value in terms of a market perspective. This one is a smaller play. I'm going to go just about half a unit here on Carl because, again, a little bit less familiar name for me, but a handful of underdogs and a favorite in the final. And also, fun fact, the granddaughter of Eric Carl, the author of The Very Hungry Caterpillar. I made that up. I just remember his name. So, all right, let's uh, let's call it a day. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll do some Thursday night football stuff. That's right. We got to get you to your golf meeting. Oh. Yeah.